to Bad Mary for that too sweet play-in. Welcome back, all you four-color funny book aficionados. Once again in 22, this is U.S. Comics Cast, Chapter 3, HQ for all things comic book related. But we don't talk about Bruno. I am John <laughs> Rivera, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics. And that, of course, makes me the COO of U.S. Comics. My family's Bruno minus the <laughs> awesome pet rats. I am your Puerto Rican nightmare, Charlie. Uh, don't call me Boom Boom because I got sued in 21. Rivera. I warned you. I Happy warned you comic. and I warned you again. Happy Comic Book Day, good sir. How Happy are you? Happy Comic Book Day to you. And just as an aside, that lawsuit money is not coming out of petty cash. We need to hang on to that. Damn it. Um, but I'm good, man. I'm good. After the fact that I... Uh, it took me a little while to get over the fact that 2022 was like 2022. T-O-O. <laughs> so I was like, oh, shit. Oh, no. And and that made me really start to understand the grief that Bruno got. Because, like, it wasn't the person who brought that to my attention's fault. But, ooh, man, I kicked him right the fuck out the house. I believe um, it. But I'm good. I'm good. How about you, brother? Uh, you know, taking a week off takes, like, 50 hours of work off of each of our backs. So it was, like, it was nice. Yeah. It was nice just being like, I'm just going to hang out. This is I'm going to read comic books without needing an opinion of it. It rocked. <laughs> what do I think? What do I think? What do I think? Uh, yeah, no, I I'm with you. I obviously, I've had a, a literally a million things, it seems like, happening all at once. Unfortunately, our family just had a, a, a major loss. So, obviously, uh, we have that to contend with. Um, but on the same token, there's so much content floating around out there that you start to worry about things kind of slipping through the cracks and after long stretches of nothingness or like only the same level stuff uh for so many weeks there seems to be always like a deluge of shit that you want to pay attention that you need to that's why i put in that very formal request with my ceo for another couple of days to the week or at bare minimum a few extra hours per day like throw me a friggin bone uh, because on top of all the great TV that's dropping, on top of all the shady-ass movies that you have to watch <laughs> just so you can have something uh, shitty to say about it in text threads, I'm looking at you, Mercasa Vera, uh, text thread uh, of infamy. Um, on the same token, there's just the rumor mill wings spinning like a, dare I say, like a windmill on the plains of La Mancha. There are just so many stories being floated around out there that um, you have to start paying attention. And in this situation, it was one of those two great tastes that taste great together. Because as you see, I got my Proton Pack lit up. I have my We Came, We Saw, We Kicked It to Ass t-shirt ready to go. Uh, because on the most recent episode of my favorite online chat show by a former New York Giant quarterback. I'm, of course, talking about Eli motherfucking Manning. His guest was none other than Bigger McCracken, Bill fucking Murray. 
And it was, a, it was a great, fun interview. Like, Bill was being Bill, like you're used to seeing. That's what uh, you he, want. I don't want decaf Bill Murray. Yeah, no, no, no. Please, please, no. Like, whatever he's got to do, snort, pop, do what you got to do, my brother. Like, you're, I appreciate you. Uh, he, he ran it. They, they, they ran into, like, a bunch of French uh, uh, tourists. Bill spitting French with them and stuff. Like, even Eli was like, what the fuck is going on right now? He was ready to call an audible. But just as I'm through enjoying really all of that greatness, that PB&J of uh, damn uh, stream watching, fucking Bill Murray himself drops the bomb for U.S. comics to run with. And that is, in fact, that in his upcoming appearance in Ant-Man 3, Quantumania, he gonna be playing a bad guy. I love Bill it. Murray, a bad guy? What? I, you know what though? It's like, if you're gonna put Bill Murray in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yes, you gotta. You, they, Bill Murray is not the guy that you get with. Like, here's Disney money. He does not give a shit. Oh no, about he doesn't care. Disney money. So I guarantee they came with him. They're like, what if you punch Ant Man square in the cock? Like, he's about to shrink down and you're just hadouken his junk. Like, that seems like a thing Bill Murray would want to do. Yeah, if you're going to pitch Bill Murray to be in your project, you really need to come correct with offers like that. Because if I'm not mistaken, for the longest time, if you came to him with a script, first of all, he's like, yeah, just fucking stick it in the mailbox. I'll, I'll, I'll read it at some point. Like, he didn't have an agent. <laughs> like a voice um, mailbox? Yeah, he was like a, he, he was like a, a, a day walker in terms of uh, a working actor. But uh, for the longest time, he was like, can I die? Can I die in the movie? Because if I'm not going to die in the movie, or unless your name is Wes Anderson, I, I really kind of <laughs> don't give a shit right now. Be like, I'm busy. I'm doing stuff. It must be. So I'm... so ha is this the transition where like, now they're like, well, we, we can kill you, or you can be a fucking bad guy? Like, is, yeah. that, is that what sold him? I don't know. I feel like the way you get him in these like huge tentpole films is you you just have to you just have to tempt him, and you know what, what's great is we're getting a lot of With awesome French girls, French tourists. I'm exactly gonna, that's a, right. That's a pretty good idea. That's, that's how they got him for that interview. Uh, but our comment <laughs> section, as always, just lighting up with some great questions. We got Joker Stream FB uh, joining us today. What's going on, brother? He wants to know who do you think. Uh, is going to play. Uh, who do you think Bill Murray is going to play? There's theories out there. and I um, suspect he's going to play Bill Murray. Um, like, what if he had, plays had regular a, Bill Murray who did a heel turn? Land not been a thing? I think very much so. That would have been on the table. But your, your very own personal boy uh, slash doppelganger, Kev Smith, had plenty of opinions about this weeks and weeks ago. So I certainly don't want to jump on his uh, snoogans nuts with it. But um, the, the word on the street right now, I guess the one that's uh, carrying a, a pail worth of water is that he's going to be playing Krylar, which is like... Isn't that like a, uh, like a degreaser? It can Fuck, be who's, if you who's use it properly. Krylar? You know what? I'm glad you asked. So Marvel comics, just has this toy box, and they're like, who can an old guy play? Uh, fucking Krylar. Well, here's the thing also. When you're talking about a Bill Murray appearance uh, in, in a Marvel flick, 
you're not tying him down for like a, a yeah. fucking ten movie deal. This is not he, his last name isn't Helmsworth. So you gotta like you gotta take advantage. You gotta strike while the proverbial iron is hot. Um, so Krylar, the creation from the planet Kai, which exists within the microverse, which I'm clearly furious. works well. I'm already furious the... by all these words existing in I a mean, comic book. I mean, he's green, which is also a thing. I'm back in! Uh, Let's so his... paint Bill Murray! <laughs> Krylar's first appearance came in Incredible Hulk number 156, and I very much knew this. I am not reading right now at all, uh, but... Uh, Krylar is is killed within the the pages uh, of the story, so he's one of those characters that's not long for the world. So that type of evidence does mesh up. I'm not putting any money down on it. I'm I'm just gonna be there. I'm just gonna be there, ready I, to to I, be entertained. Whatever whatever he ends up being. We've talked about for. we've talked about this issue in other seasons of this glorious show. But I will now officially be disappointed if Joker Stream's theory winds up being false. He writes, so they're jumping through time, and boom, they stumble onto the 80s filming of the original Ghostbusters, Slimer v. Krang, or Kang, rather. Let's fucking go. I'm with him. That sounds goddamn awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got Mike Lang in the chat, man. I, I, I don't, I almost want to hear from the chat. I personally think now that you mentioned the characters green, now I don't think we're going to get a live action Bill Murray. I think it's going to be like a CG creature. Cause I can't imagine Bill Murray sitting through makeup. So either suddenly this green guy is going to become pink or we're getting a CG mate. Like I can imagine Bill Murray as a rock monster. I can imagine him as one of the ants. <laughs> Like, I absolutely wouldn't put past them if he's, like, the dick ant in Ant-Man 3. I think it's about time we got there. Get off my back, Paul Rudd! Jesus. Paul Rudd, what'd you have for lunch? Heavy as shit. <laughs> um, yeah, no, c considering his um, impressive is almost like an insulting, uh, insulting word to use it, but his the, the, the depth uh, of his IMDb page lead me to believe that he could literally pull off any freaking thing that oh my god at. yeah i think they're gonna be they're gonna be kind of skating on a razor's edge of making his appearance memorable because you're like fuck we got bill murray we gotta do something with him that's that's worthwhile we don't want to stick him in a fucking tree like this was goddamn you know get smart uh, but on the same token you're you're not gonna have him. You're not guaranteed a repeat performance. Shit, you're not guaranteed that he shows up to the final day of filming. You're not guaranteed yeah. he's gonna show up to the red carpet. You you just don't know. He's I just a mystery wrapped in an enigma. I just imagine you have like a lot of lookalikes on standby for if he doesn't show up for the last week of filming. They're like, all right, yeah. Brian Doyle Murray, get in here. Let's strap a wig on him. Well, that's the other thing, like. By default, do you now automatically have to cast Brian yeah. Doyle Murray just as yes. something? But like he will is, be an ant. Like is, that is is that, that the is version the caveat. of a, of fucking uh, of Opie's ugly ass brother who was like a kid star first and was fucking adorable, and he just came out of that cocoon like, "Hi everybody, I'm back now for a tall rose." Just They're like, no, no, you are not. You better fucking hope. Damn. Well, John, we have Your a very brother. special guest today. You know him, you love him. <laughs> oh my God, you would see, 
a fucking turn. I would show you my acting chops right here for the world to see. I would have put it fucking on, man. I would have changed my hat, come up like, oh, the third reverb of the bill is here. Promonito. What's up? I would have put on an accent. I would have embarrassed myself. Yeah. Thoroughly. <laughs> that's Even the more most, than usual. That's the biggest distance to get canceled ever. Be like, who is it yeah. canceled by? Other Puerto Ricans. They were pissed. Oh, yeah. No. But I love the idea of family members. I love the idea of legacy. Like, we talk about legacy sequels, mm. legacy casting. Like, at this point, we've had 416 Marvel movies. I'm finally going to watch The Eternals because it's on Disney+. Plus. That has a cast of really 19. Nice. Yeah, I think yesterday or today it came out, so I'm, I'm looking forward to sitting down and watching it. Um, Sorry, sleep. Not going to happen today. <laughs> yeah, but my bad. Uh, but I kind of love this idea of, like, hey, who, who, do we, who do we have? Like, what roles do we have and why not? Uh, these these characters that aren't going to be around for 15 films. Right. Let's go for some awesome, some tremendous talents, but it helps if they have, like, a little bit of name value. I oh, think yeah. that's dope. Also, the fact that, like, Marvel has become a place where it's like Marvel has become cinematic version of Starbucks. Like, ah, I heard some pretty good things about this fucking place. <laughs> um, where, where there's no... There's literally no like pushback like oh you're doing a marvel movie like fucking actors got more shit for don't look up than any fucking marvel movie regardless of who made it sony you know uh, fucking marvel proper whomever um they're like oh yeah no that that's that's fucking rad and honestly all these actors ever have to say to get away with it like well i did it for my kids yeah like okay you got it oscar award winner (laughs) Good answer. It wasn't. It wasn't the fat movie check. Gotcha. Wink. Yeah, no. uh, exactly. I, th- I think we got another. Just to kick it back to our people on Twitch. Sure. Um, what do you do? You think that this might be a response to the Ant Man films? Generally speaking, being on the weaker side. Like the first Ant Man. Like, I, like raising the stakes, so to speak. I mean, again, you look at you look at the about face that uh, Thor has done. Yeah. The first Thor is like, look at us. We're super serious. We're sure. charming. We're fun because we're a Marvel movie. But like, I'm the god of thunder. Yeah. Then the second one, they were like, fucking elves in the world. And everyone was like, I fucking hate this. Yeah. Like, no one watched the second Thor movie, Dark World. It was like, fucking nailed it. That's what I want 95 of. And then for the third installment of Thor, they were like, fuck it. And they just went buck. Like, they let uh, a creator create and kind of play with the toys in a way different way. Just the name Quantumania leads me to a place of, like, I mean, this whole phase has a lot of, like, kooky shit going on. Is this going to be the one where they... Do you reach out to a Bill Murray? Because you're like, we pumped up this part because Paul Rudd can't drag these fucking movies along himself. I mean, and again, there's plenty of people who like Paul it. Paul Rudd is 172 years old. I'm pretty sure there's not much that he can't do. And I'll be honest, who knows that it wasn't um, the aforementioned Ghostbusters Afterlife. Like, hey, you know what would be fun? I'm, uh, I'm Ant-Man. You want to be in it? Okay. Like, I, that, that's a very Bill Murray oh, 100% thing to do. I can um, imagine Bill to- Murray being like, hey, what are you doing next? 
And Paul Rudd's like, I'm fucking going to throw on the tights again. Ant-Man 3, baby. And Bill Murray just showed up. He's like, yeah, we have the same driver for Ghostbusters. I just, I'm here. Give me a part. He's like, yeah, that's fine. I'm not going to even unpack. I'm going straight there. Um, but I, I, to, to address your question, uh, honestly, I think that you have this, this luxury of now self-importance. Because regardless of whether you uh, uh, liked or loved one and or two, or you preferred one over the other, I'm with Ellis on this. I thoroughly enjoyed both flicks. I, I, I really did. I like Paul Rudd. Like, he's just one of those guys. This is a charm I'll fest. watch whatever the hell he's got going on. Um, and honestly, there was no bad casting in either of those flicks as far no. as I was concerned. cast really well. Yeah, but but like you said, the two kind of got like a lukewarm response to be generous. I don't love one either. Like I don't uh, dislike like those a, movies, a, but they're it's fine. It's a Marvel movie. It's a formulatic Marvel movie. I think is the worst thing you can say about it. But yeah. Fucking um, Avengers mm -hmm. has now made Ant Man and the Ant Man going ons literally the most fucking important thing that's going on in their universe right now with the exception of multiple realities yeah right there's multiple realities and you know uh doc strange and fucking wanda and and peter and they're they're all running around like oh remember this here it is again oh what about this what if we had a tiger tail that's fine all well and good <laughs> but also as well as the microverse uh for lack of a better term is galactically important yeah it's very, very important. You could not have unsnapped Thanos if it were not for uh, for for the going ons of Ant Man. So the, he has been elevated greatly. I mean, I think no I pun see... intended. His stature is <laughs> as high as ever. The one thing I will say is I, I think you're I think you're leaving out the elephant in the room, and I think you're doing it on purpose because really I we all know elephants. that how dare we. You? We all know that Ant-Man's importance was solidified by adding him to Rogers the Musical. That's what really catapulted We Little Ant-Man to the heights of Broadway glory. I mean, uh, Paul Rudd does have his equity fucking card, so it would stand to reason. And truth be told, if you told me that was actually Paul Rudd on stage filming that scene, I would have believed you. Because that's if, just the uh, kind of stand-up guy he is. If they did, like, a one-week-only Rogers the Musical, I would pay upwards of $500. I would. That's how much I would pay to go see uh, Rogers the Musical. Real quick, from part the, the problem, chat. Man. You're a part of the problem. A couple of things I'm going to throw your way with Kang's yeah. introduction being as glorious as it was uh, in, in Loki, the series. They almost, I mean, he's, he's apparently the big bad in Ant-Man, which is, like, wild to me, because tonally those feel so, so, so wildly, wildly different. Um, to, to kick to you... Why? Because he's purple? You racist son of a bitch. Because, but no, oh, also just because... Grimace are going to be over there to whoop your ass. First of all, I've kept, I've given Grimace a job for yeah, decades no, that's true. That's true. sir so he he's a turncoat if anything um so do you, you think one. do you think this movie is going to be uh do you think all the marvel movies maybe even going forward are are going to be like all elevated with their importance because every single one at bat has an opportunity to vastly change the universe well sure spider-man sure. did it doc strange could do it yeah it's it's the stakes seem higher now that's that storytelling that's anytime you have a continuous 
uh, storyline. So, so in other words, you can't go from like a Thanos level world ending, forget about world ending, like universe reality uh, altering event, like of a snap of a finger and half the people are fucking gone, um, to like, eh, I stopped the mugging on the street today. Isn't First that of a all, great story? You leave Daredevil alone. Well, he does a great service for his neighborhood. Granted, those he didn't couple see of blocks, coming, but still save it, save it for later, buddy. All right. But I was going to say this. So, so you do have to have these, the, the, the kind of joke is and the long running comics fucking poor earth is like a, a, a teen wandering home at night through a strange neighborhood pockets filled with cash and they're late for curfew earth is always always in damn trouble when it comes to comic books and now the leap over to comic book movies it's very much the same the case so well look at how earth is dressed look man those bodies of water earth how dare you that's what that's what the dinosaurs did, and look at them now, Charlie. Better watch the U.S. You're telling me that First Iceland against purple grimaces. Now you're victim shaming Earth. Shame on you, man. First and first, mostly the fact that Iceland is covered in green and Greenland's covered in ice. Earth is asking for it. I said it. I said moved. it. Ishmael, uh, don't listen to anything you hear my brother saying. I cannot verify. Uh, any end of his opinions, but um, no, I I think that very much we're gonna have Kang be the the cross platform threat. We're gonna see him pop up and wreck people's days, ruin their plans. You know what they say? If you wanna make Kang laugh, just tell him your plans, boy. Kang's like, Mm-mm, I do, I, didn't I do. Go through what I went through <laughs> for all those millennia, so you can have a picnic. And- uh, I think I may have lost your audio, John. Uh, take a look at that. I'm going to go through the chat real quick. Cousin Paul saying that the I can hear myself through you now. Make sure I'm coming through the headset, John. Um, I'm just going to mute you for a sec while you do those settings. Uh, Cousin Paul says that some rumors are saying the Fantastic Four are going to be introduced somehow. That's awesome. I just heard that Seth Rogen might be uh, the voice of Thing. Which is which uh, kind of seems like it could be red. Um, John, did, how are your mic settings? I'm still hearing myself when I unmute you. Do you want me to mute you again? Uh, I think that would be freaking red. So, Bill Murray as Galactus, uh, the voice of Galactus, that's crazy. You could probably get him to phone in, uh, send us a phone call with those lines. I suspect. Give him a calling card. Bill Murray would do it. Uh, I'm, I'm, really excited for this next slate of marvel movies i actually heard the eternals was pretty phenomenal um but again it's it's a hell of a movie and it came out when the pandemic was keeping me away from theaters how's the uh Puss. nice uh you sounded better now john everything yeah, looking well, okay anytime i insult you i sound awesome damn it damn it all the hell uh but there are a lot of people saying you know um that there's no way for an ant-man movie to be good, do you think those people are 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 truth tellers? Or do you think oh, they're bullshit? Boy, you ham fisted son of a bitch. Charlie Mick Rivera is your new name. No, Charlie, those son of bitches are not truth tellers. Alternatively, I would say that they are 
at the 25-minute mark. Liars. Just like George Toy Boy Lucas was a liar. Because as we all know, Han shot first. Put him up. New year. Thanks. Salute. New type of shot. Not going back. Still shots. Oh! Mm-mm. Delicioso. Oh, that was delicioso. As the kids say, John! Word. You mentioned it before. There is just so much to watch right now. There's so much to do. Uh, again, we were talking about it in the chat. Eternals now on Disney Plus. Yeah, so I'll I haven't be checking seen it, it out either, this week. Ishmael. I'm, I'm going to be checking it out tonight. I'm super excited. But one thing I did check out last week uh, using my Wednesday off, I took full advantage of it. Hot damn Book of Fett, Book of Boba Fett, rather, is just awesome so far. Uh, I'm absolutely digging it. At the end of the season, we're going to do a big, big, big recap. Yeah, we're going right to uh, do the season collectively. We'll probably even have some expert opinions joining Ooh. us on that. I haven't little, seen the third, have you? So I haven't seen the third either. I was I was too busy. Oh, you told me that. Kind of redoing the set. Yeah, it wasn't on film, so it doesn't count. Look at Charlie uh, we're not, selling that shit. We're not real no people. no ideas if we're lying to you or not. That's true. That was a full-on life. I almost believed it. That was good. That was good, <laughs> that's, that's how you know it works. But... I was going to win an uh, unaired Golden Globe. <laughs> But there's something there's something wrong with my brain, and I'm starting to fear that it robs me from pleasure. Because I'll watch something, I'll enjoy the shit out of it, based on my schedule and its runtime. Sometimes I'll watch it again. Um, then I do this wildly unhealthy thing where I check out what the world's consensus is, because <sighs> I will sometimes watch it a third Yuck. time. I watch the second episode, and I'm like, the fucking. The, the bounty hunting Wookiee from the comics shows up and anyone has anything else to say. Black Sammy, baby. Oh, God, I cannot wait. Um, it's a with, bad motherfucker. Oh, just, and like, I all I want to see now is like him and Chewie go at it. Because I feel like Chewie would be like, ah, fuck. Truth be told, so, so, so I, I, and again, I, this, this is exactly what I said I was not going to do. <laughs> but real quickly, are, do you have, do you have Go, go, much, go, just say it, just say it. Do you have much familiarity uh, of Black Sandy from the yes. comics? Yes, Okay, that's all I want to know. <laughs> Take it away. What a weird interjection, but I love it. And that's, and that's what we do on this show. But one of the criticisms the episode the got, main thing is folks i'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> one of the criticisms the episode got was a lot of people a lot of people were like this this episode specifically the flashback seems real familiar and uh, uh the i almost said prince of arabia but that's not right help me out john because my show notes aren't on my screen Prince of Persia, the video game, just going to total. You're talking Red. about Lawrence of Lawrence Arabia. Arabia. Good old Dusty Larry. You know, heavy, heavy Lawrence of Arabia vibes. And people were saying this as like a weird criticism. And the thing that just couldn't leave my mind was like, have they not fucking seen Star Wars? There, every moment of Star Wars you've ever enjoyed dancing with tuscans is a fantastic subtitle name for the episode um there's that's fine right one of the best things that star wars does with its storytelling and it's been true for mandalorian it's been true now for book of uh, boba fett 
these are like in essence just westerns is like the first puzzle piece they took star wars toys and they said we're gonna play western with it we're gonna play we're gonna play cowboys verse with it then seemingly what they do for each episode is they're like we also borrowed some other toys we're just gonna tell uh the lawrence of arabia story to contextualize what happened between boba fett wearing khaki and him wearing black under his suits and the reveal that he's rocking tuscan garbs underneath his boba fett armor one it exploded my brain two in episode one of boba fett when the droids are dressing him the fact that we see the exact same scene when the tuscans are suiting him up like one of us one of us and the best star wars ideas are not only borrowed from other places a lot of times they're just like yoink we're gonna take this wholesale we're just taking your idea and we're putting it in the star wars and that's one of the things i have grown to really love about star wars i feel like i say it every time we talk star wars so i'll try to say it less but i'm not a card carrying like ever since i first star star wars i bought the bed sheets and i had the underoos that wasn't my story it took mandalorian for me to really really fall in love i was in like with star wars mandalorian made me love it and shit like episode two of boba fett wholesale lifting lawrence of alabia uh, of alabia <laughs> yes welcome to 2022 couldn't even let it sit i couldn't even let it sit i had to call it out uh but i just like when you drill on the show uh it's what? one of my absolute favorite favorite things and all i could think of is when you live in that world where you can borrow ideas wholesale man what else can be used and that's really what i i want to talk to you about yeah what in the, you've been playing with star wars toys since the cardboard cutout is what you got for Christmas that year. And you had to wait for them to show up. You were one of the kids trying to shoot Boba Fett's, you know, missile down your throat or blind yourself with it. That they had to weld that like bitch Andy. on the toy. What do you want from me? It's, hey, you know what? What happens, happens. Uh, it, one, is that one of those things that you're even conscious of when taking in stuff like Star Wars? Or is it only kind of when it's pointed out or on a second viewing where you're like, hey, you're the Leo DiCaprio meme where it's like, point, hey, I fucking know that. Mm. And does it take away from it? Does it add to it? Does it have no effect? I'm dying to know because again, for me, man, it feels like a warm hug. I feel yeah. like smart because I'm like, well, I know what they're doing. Well, but, but yeah, see, see, that's the thing, too. It's not a cheat, I don't think, but, like, um, it's, you know, it's like jumping on YouTube to be like, oh, how, how does this fucking mission play out? Like, <laughs> uh, where do I find the hidden key? Um, Star Wars is very good at repurposing, uh, and I'm not talking about the, the most recent trilogy where... We don't actually talk about that very, very often at all. Um, but they're very good at taking things that are familiar, that like on a subconscious level, and repackaging, and then obviously putting that Star Wars swagger all over it, because that is what puts 
uh, butts in the seats. Or we got to get some lasers and creepy animals up in this motherfucker. Whatever it takes, man. Um, however, when they're referencing something else, so so look, the, the example that sprung to mind immediately, certainly Star Wars is, is the, not the first, nor will it be the last to reference it, but the a particular episode of Mandalorian, I think it was maybe in the first season of it, <clears throat> It was very much so pulled straight from Seven Samurai. You know, you know. What I'm yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Uh, so beautifully, in my opinion. Yeah, no, they did a really nice job with it. Obviously, and again, in a in a, a condensed version, because movie for movie, fucking uh, um, what's them call it? The Magnificent Seven did it, but with cowboys. They just made, uh, you know, Seven Samurai, Seven Cowboys, called it a goddamn day. <laughs> but they're not the first again. They won't be the last. Here comes Mandalorian decades later. Look what I can do. Look what I can do. And again, it, it played to the overall story arc very, very well. It stayed right in line with what they were doing for that season. Story arc to get Mando and the little little baby Yoda um, over to, uh, I almost call him Groot, Grogu, uh, to get them where they needed to be for Luke to show up and fucking blow all of our minds collectively. Uh, which I do suspect we're going to have a similar mind-blowing event at the end of Boba Fett. It does seem um, like that's Favreau's formula. It's just a lot of, like, just wait. Well, now, I, I will say this. So, in, in regards to that familiarity, um, Lawrence of Arabia didn't immediately spring to my mind. Like, who the fuck were these <laughs> Siskel and Ebert motherfuckers who were like, oh, boy, that's Lawrence of Arabia. Look at, like, really, dude? Really, I feel like some people watch shit wrong. Like some people Unless watch. Unless the guy's name that pointed out was his name was Lawrence. <laughs> well, what are you doing? It just it does seem like a long way to go to criticize. It's just you I mean, know there was sand. I'll give him that, but there were no camels. Well, there was the Tuscan equivalent. Yeah, I guess those poor, like, those poor little poor little elephant really types. Camels. But, um, <laughs> look, think... sand must be Lords of Arabia. <laughs> that person um, was very, that same reviewer was pissed when he actually paid attention to Baywatch. This isn't fucking Lords of Arabia at all. No, there was no slow motion in Lords of Arabia. And I really, really looked. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, to answer your question, uh, I do like it because yes, I feel smart. I'm like, I get what they're, I get what you're doing their director and writing team. Uh, but on the same token, it really kind of depends on if what they're referencing, if what they're borrowing from, if what they're making an homage to was something that I liked. Ergo, I will now like this new version. There's almost nothing out there that I'm so fiercely protective of where I'm like, you can't ever possibly try to make another version of that or else, eh, why I yeah. That doesn't exist in John verse. If I like something... Give me more of it, man. I'd yeah. much rather have a different flavor of a similar story arc than have like a rehashed bullshit fucking sequel that took us nowhere, so to speak. Oh, John G, what's up, kid? John G, congratulations, my friend. He knows what I'm talking about. John G from the chat being congratulated, I assume, for having a huge ding dong. He has whoa, a great. Whoa, whoa. He brings up a great question, though. Why is. Why is. Uh, an uh, homage 
so recently it seems that if you do kind of honor something that came before you, that's a point of contention. I'll double down with that, John, and ask you another question. Me, John, is, or John G? Uh, John R. John, <laughs> hold, take, leave the H out for savings. Uh, the question I'll throw your way is, is yeah. there, for you, do you even care if there's a line in the sand for huh. an homage and straight up taking an idea? Yes. Yeah, at I what think point do you think? Huge difference. At what point do you think that's? Because again, if you're if you're putting something in the Star Wars universe, that's a pretty big goddamn change. So if yes. you do if you do Man yes in the and, Iron Mask yes no. in Star Wars, it's different enough. Yeah, for sure. But that's not that is not like a that 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 is a homage that's not ripoff status what do you think do you think something can change genres and still be a ripoff if you do like a slasher if they like if an episode of boba fett is just straight up like halloween i mean that would be first of all i'm fucking down i like just decided i want anakin skywalker as fucking michael myers just hunting tuscans like i would just that episode give it to me there's about 50 or 60 younglings that I could think of that would kind of uh, say, like, yeah, he's already that dude. Not to Fuck totally offshoot, but you know that little English kid who's like, Master Skywalker, some shit's going down. And then, like, he opens up his lightsaber, and the little kid's like, oh, fuck, I shit my pants. Do you know on set? The kid's like, ooh, just fingering his little hair. <laughs> he's like, ooh, I fucked up. Do you know, do you know on set um, Hayden Christensen? When he went to go, like, click the button, he just goes, boo! And, like, scared the shit out of the kid. That little kid is so hardcore, his fear reaction was, I would have just pissed. I would have just yeah. pissed everywhere. I mean, that yes, Vader sorry, yelling at we, me. We, we all know your courageous reaction, not to Darth Vader in person, <laughs> but to Dark Helmet. Yeah. Of space you, you bring up a great point. Fame. A so fucking yeah, we, baby we should be we in the movie theater. Leave it to, to my God rest yeah. my hand soul. Yeah. Who the hell drags a baby to see space balls? Yeah. Then people wonder why I'm fucked up. That's why. It's not Mel Brooks' fault, man. Don't blame it's a it little on bit. Mel. It's Mel Brooks' fault that whoever made that fucking purse made out of straw and shit. But do you think something you think something can change genre and still be a ripoff what what would be Absolutely. the do you have like a i mean it's a hard question to be like what's the line is it just to see it and you know it thing yes yeah the the short answer to that would be would be yes absolutely but also i think like you can take you can borrow elements of um something that you're making an homage to by saying hey look i love this thing don't you agree this is great Here's a little taste of it, as opposed to like a beat for a beat remake, just saying like, oh yeah, Anakin is running around in little uh, kids' dreams, cutting him up with lightsabers, and like, yo, why is he wearing a fedora and a fucked up striped sweater though? Like, that's a little bit on the nose there. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So, so yeah, I think so. That it needs um, to have a little bit more depth, is what you're saying. Well, no, I think it needs to be like a certain element, so to speak, so like. Throw it back to the uh, to the um, to the prequel trilogy, right? Um, there's a there's a beat in there, <clears throat> there's a beat in there where Qui Gon is, I think he's actually driving, which is real fucking kind of like real big dick energy. He's like, I got it, I got the best hair up in this movie, I'm driving. 
we're on the water, motherfucker. Do you even have a license? Anyways, so he's driving la la la, and uh, they're getting chased by like fucking what's his face, the little guy with the with the biological light bulb in the front well, of his head. We're just gonna and call like, him. Yeah, don't worry about it, Steve Dave. And, exactly, and then like a, a Godzilla looking motherfucker comes along and eats him up. And like when that happened, I have literally seen that that beat that moment play out in. Maybe a dozen movies, TV yeah, shows. Like, seven of them are Jurassic Park. <laughs> that 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 oh, there's always a bigger fish. I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. I had that uh, bumper sticker. Yes, that's true. There is always a bigger fish. Um, so stuff like that. That's homage, right? That's not just you know clearly fucking lifting stuff. Uh, in much the same way that when certain sequels, legacy sequels, roll around, you're like, I fucking know this stuff. Well, yeah, because time is a circle, and, and yeah. things happen more than once. There's a reason why people say, if you don't know history, you're doomed to fucking repeat it. And it's not you that's fucking repeating it, motherfucker. It's the people up on the screen. That's kind of the point, the point that they're making. So I have no problem with it. But also, on the same token, I respect cleverness. Yeah. Like, if they do things in such a way, if they tweak something just enough, I'm like, oh, that's Magnificent Seven. I was in, you know, I was fucking in heaven. I loved it. Is there a specific story that you love but would would love to see in specifically the Star Wars universe? Let me give you an example. Mm. Um with with my boy, I call him Rob, but everyone else call, show respect. This is Robert Rodriguez, but my buddy Rob, um I would knowing he's he's directed episodes of mandalorian and boba fett all i want is like i would love 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 and i don't know what format i would love it in but how great would a desperado type story be in the star wars universe take one of the 800 han solo clones and just like let them just do fucking desperado how awesome would that be? Those gunfights, but like lasers, and maybe he's fucking. And again, this is where I everything I talk about becomes parody. Like, and I don't want it to be. It's just my sensibility. Um, could you imagine if it was like he's in one of those fucking shitty bands? One of those motherfuckers pulls a desperado. What's in the Gleepclar the card case? Could my you? Gleepclar. Could you fucking imagine? Like oh, how man. unexpected and, and awesome Rebo that would was be. in the background, like, yes, yes. How fun, dude! The the third act when like the rest of the band shows up and Homeboy Drummond is like, it's a bazooka because this fucking movie's nuts. <sighs> like I, I'm desperate for that. I when I was thinking about asking you this question, the thing yeah. I wanted to throw your way is like, how fucking great would a Jaws? type episode of something being star wars you have a couple fucking rebels or whatever they're in deep space because some fucking space fish is fucking shit up like come we're gonna need a bigger star destroyer like there's there's give me like one of those fucking worms that was that were in the asteroid yes chomp down the millennium falcon they're fucking Uh, trying to get you know kyber crystals or some shit that'd be dynamite um yeah no instantly when you when you broach the topic my mind went one place and it's ironic that you also broached the little hairy sum of bitches uh, t- uh um, um little little teaser at the tail end of episode two but fucking black sandy showing up 
Um, that's why I wanted to ask you if you knew uh, Black Sandy from... I call him Black Sandy the way you call fucking <laughs> Robert Rodriguez Rob. Um, do you know his backstory? Uh, you know, I only read it the one time. I do own the comic books because that comes out of... Uh, what's her name? She's an awesome character, too. And it, of course, eludes me. And I apologize for Susan. asking you. Susan, Susan from the Star Wars. So so the, the short version of it is, uh, for anyone who's unfamiliar, or if you haven't, for some reason, seen the second episode, even though the third one came out today, uh, plug your ears up, give me a minute. Um, so, obviously, Wookiee. He got that heavy, dark Wookiee energy going on. Um, and he's got a little bit of a tood, right? This motherfucker... That's a swagger. He was booted off Kyishk, Kyishk, pronunciation notwithstanding. Uh, he was booted um, off a of Kanish. <laughs> oh, dude, I could go for Kanish right now, boy. Toasted up nice, little spicy mustard. Oh, I love that. This is so, why the show never focuses. Yeah, no, never, never, never short. So anyway, he gets booted from the Wookiee home planet. I know I pronounced that right. And um, he's kind of just like making his way in the world. And he pulls... A straight up, you want to talk about homage, he pulls a straight up Conan the Barbarian, where he ends up in the, uh, you know, he ends up in the, the palatial estates of a gladiatorial, uh, a gladiator manager, right, to use your wrestling nomenclature. Uh, he's like, he pulls into the Star Wars version of Bobby the Brain Heenan, and he's now part of this, like, gladiatorial family. And he's got to fucking throw down on a regular basis. Now, this is what's really interesting in the storytelling of it, where in his having to fight, like Conan did, in his having to fight different individuals on a regular basis and still coming out on top, he has now, in essence, been educated on how to throw down best against this particular alien type, that particular alien type, and so on and so forth. So what ends up happening is you get this Wookiee with a fucking attitude problem mother sucker awesome. who can throw down against basically anybody and eventually he does graduate from the gladiatorial arena and move on. Um, and he ends up actually partnering with Boba Fett. Uh, he and Boba, they kind of go on Vader adventures. They, they get sent off to do uh, kind of important stuff in between the seams of the movies and shows that we've gotten thus far. Matter of fact, it was Obi-Wan that fucking gave him that gnarly scar over his eye. So I'm actually kind of hoping that we're going to get Black Sandy carrying over into the upcoming Ben Kenobi series because round two, ding, ding, dynamite, dynamite character. And as far as I'm concerned, you cannot get enough Wookiee action. So the, that's the, that's the long version uh, the short version of your answer, what I would love to see imparted, taken into account that we have now established canonically the little gladiatorial arena oh. that Black Sandy came from, give me a Spartacus-type Star Wars adventure. Make it season long. Give it a, Make it a two-hour movie. Whatever the hell. New Christmas special. Fuck it, I'm down. Give me a Spartacus-type situation Give me some kind of Spartacus substitute within that Star Wars uh, vernacular and run away with it. Because that, that Spartacus story is actually, it's lit, it's true. It's yeah. historically accurate. That Spartacus was a real fucking person. Just as yeah, much as that, uh, Julius Caesar was. 
I just love it. I, I think be, there's... Can you imagine that in the Star Wars world? How sick would that be? All different diesel fucking Star Wars monsters throwing down on a weekly basis. Ooh, my nipples can't take it. Uh, I do know that that we're getting a Rogue Squad movie, which I'm very appreciative of. I, I think that has right? potential to be goddamn awesome. But I'm just going to talk directly to Disney for a second. Hey, Disney... They won't give me Top Gun 2. If I could please get an Imperial, uh, uh, the, 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 the baddies version of Top Gun starring Wedge Antilles. When Wedge fucking flew for the bad guys, give me that shit Top Gun style. I want Star Wars Iceman. I want droids being sassy as fuck. Sign me up. That'd be dope. Know what else I would love to be signed up for? Know what else I would really love to be signed up for, John? What's this? Uh, some wonderful sponsorships to start off this new year, right? John, right. why don't you tell the good people who paid for today's entertainment? Oh, it is so simple, and it is no secret. Sergeant Finesse, you generous mother sucker. You can find him gaming on both Twitch, a.k.a. The Purple Site, as well as Facebook Gaming. Multiple streams every day. Outstanding gaming content. Supporter games, co-streams, giveaways, contests. Don't be a sucker. Check them out today. Throw them a like, a follow, a share. Consider hmm, becoming a supporter. If you need to pick me up, though, so simple. Follow the white rabbit over to sneakenergy.com. Use code SGT at checkout. Mmm. Like Dave Chappelle said, so good. If you're looking for some fresh new merch, go ahead over to geeksunleashed.com. Use code S-A-R-G-E. That's Sarge to you non-spelling motherfuckers. When the Sarge is on deck, you salute. And now that you have all this video entertainment in your life because the Sarge streams some of the best on all the interwebs, you need something when you're driving, you need something when you're working out, and do I have the band for you? They're one of my absolute favorites. They did our badass theme song. You're going to hear a song of them at the end. And that's, of course, Bad Mary Band. You can find them across all of social media at Bad Mary Band. You can support them financially over on patreon.com forward slash Bad Mary, and my favorite thing about them is if you want to listen to more than the two tunes we provide to you each and every week, I mean, our intro is like half a tune, so tune and a half, if you want to add to that, their entire discography is available on every single music streaming platform. You can hear their first track to their most recent track, they're on tour, you can get all that info on their website, but follow them on social media today, Bad Mary Band. Hell yeah. My, do you want to give a throw uh, uh, a shout out to uh, to Joker Stream, uh, Joker Stream? Uh, oh, on, absolutely! On, uh, on Twitch, we got Twitch, Joker's underscore Stream underscore FB. He is streaming uh, right at the conclusion of this show. He joined us this week, and uh, we we loved having you, Joker. I think you already popped out to start did, prepping your show, but. We adore you. Be like him and uh, follow us also on Twitch. Like Watch us, Love us open three screens, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. Watch the show in triplicate. Because if two brothers weren't enough, we could be six. Yeah, like very easily. Why don't... We might be because our mothers are very good at keeping secrets. <laughs> That's true. Why don't you guys do some work? Look at that. That's called a call to action. Well done, Charlie. But just do everyone a favor here. 
And uh, why don't you just go ahead and start my time? Boop! It's not a Boop. real button. Indeed. Damn straight. So, um, kind of going in line with what we were talking about earlier with a ton of stuff seemingly happening at the same time. Um, some of that stuff just kind of hit me out of the blue. I was not expecting it. I wasn't waiting for it. Uh, some of the stuff, and by some I mean one, and by one I mean this one here, hit me like it was It was like, uh, literally it was like when, when that character, that secondary character, steps off of the curb. is like, oh, I'll see you tomorrow. Make sure you study for midterms. Boom. And then a bus takes him out. You're like, hmm. That motherfucker is not going to make midterms, and that GPA is fucked. That's how I felt. That's how I felt when I found out that the double M, and I am not talking about chocolate and peanuts, fucking Miracle Man, not only is that he's back, because Miracle Man's kind of one of those cats Never really went away. Not for any real stretch of time. Hi, I'm um, over here. It's one of his uh, one of his abilities. Um, but the fact that he is not just owned by Marvel Comics at this date in time, but that fucking Miracle Man is joining the Marvel Universe proper. This is the same level, as far as I could tell, with my very, very evolved comic book nerd mind. This is the same level as Watchmen entering DC. This was like, this was that, that like Dr. Manhattan showing up. Hey, what's going on here? The JLA meeting, huh? Cool, cool, cool. Like, this is that fucking level to me. It was shocking, uh, as, as shocking as it was very exciting, but also as well as... Made me realize I have a shit of fucking homework to do. So let me ask you real quick, because I do want to... Uh, yeah. I, I know that there's going to be people watching and listening who are not quite as familiar as these two fucking nerds. Um, what, was, what were your immediate feelings? What was your immediate reaction when fucking Mickey was getting ready to lace him up to fucking join the Avengers and the X-Men and fucking Fantastic Four and all the, all the House of Ideas... Uh, roster. I I literally went. No. <laughs> squeaker, 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 squeaker. I'm like, are they gonna? Am are I they gonna? Right? Are they gonna redesign everything about him? Because Miracle Man is like this skinny blonde guy with one of the world's worst costumes. So I'm like, like important, important Marvel. He's not just chilling on the. I I consider Miracle Man, like a less over version, and this sounds like a hell of a stretch. But in DC, like how they keep trying to make Swamp Thing more important to the general public than just us nerds. And I love Swamp Thing, and I know people who fucking love Miracle Man. Sure. But this is my equivalent of like you're gonna try to make that work, huh? Go uh, on. Rifling through his Man Thing comics, he's like, look, man, they. They've tried. They've fucking I, tried. I do have the benefit, though, of no expectations. Like, you can't fuck up Miracle Man to Charlie, because Miracle Man, fucking no, nothing. It's white bread. Honestly, the miracle is that this motherfucking character is still <laughs> 
floating around out there. So just really quickly, for anyone who is not familiar, shame on you. Um, but uh, for anyone who is not familiar, anytime you have a character with this much alliteration straight up in his superhero name, you got to pay attention. What he, like, he he didn't just go the fucking alter ego route. Like, that that's that's Bush League. Um, he, he not only went the alliteration route in his superhero title name, the fucking creator of the character was like, ah, my name is Mickey. This guy's fucking name is Mickey. Like, this was a straight up grade school drawing on the back of your math textbook. Ah, I, I came up with a character. Anyways. Say hello to issue one of U.S. Comics, of of U.S. Comics, issue one, John got a big hog. (laughs) Our newest hero, Big Hog Johnny. The misadventures of Big Big Hog Johnny. So in any case, Miracle Man has been actually in possession of Marvel Comics for like a decade at this point, which is part of the surprise to this guy. Like, you've had him. Like, you have not dusted this shit off for a very long time. So, so just kind of, l- let's let's go back a ways, right? Let's cast our minds back to the golden age of comics. You know, when it was, like, super racist, very, very cheap, and pretty much accepted that we were just going to steal from one another at will. Oh, that's a great character. Mm, thank you very much. And now I'm going to do my slight variation and sell a shit ton of rag comic books also. It's fine. We're not even going to bother calling it an homage. No, like homage, homage. Get the fuck out of here. So, um, Miracle Man. All right, let, let, let's go back even a, a little fur, a further back beyond Miracle Man. So, Superman, as we all know, surrounded by uh, constantly love Superman here at U.S. Comics Cast. Superman comes out. Doing very, very well. Then, of course, douchebag Bob Kane, which, by the way, Bob Kane's the next motherfucker to go on trial right here at U.S. Comics. I have some dirt on Bob Kane. I will not defend him. Son of a bitch. We got to call the sergeant. We like, you're an attorney now. Or this Jordan is... or somebody. Like we, we, he, he needs representation because I'm going to throw the book at his ass. But in any case, Superman, Batman, and then, in essence, a... a just like a fucking uh, an overflow of copycat Superman characters, every publisher that you can possibly think of. One such publisher was Fawcett Comics. If I'm not mistaken, we put out Captain Marvel. Uh, Captain Marvel, the original Captain Marvel. Folks listening and watching would le- more likely know him as Shazam nowadays. Now, back in the day, Shazam was just some shit that he said in order to change over into this powerful Superman-like character. He was a kid, whatever. Uh, But his character's name was Captain Marvel. Now, the little bit of issue was that there was plenty of Superman copycats out there. And look, when you know... The best best compliment that one can give you is uh, imitation, right? Yeah, except when your shit is outselling my shit. And that's what was actually happening. So Captain Marvel Comics, a.k.a. Shazam, was actually outselling Superman at that time. Rude. And DC at first was like pretty cool. They are like, hey, who's outselling who? Who's number one now? Nah, nah, nah. Call the lawyers. Now it's time to do something about it. So they got the lawyers involved. 
and sued the tits out of Fawcett Comics. To, to wit, they won a dollar amount so great, did DC, that Fawcett could not pay. They took the faucets. They took the toilets. Oh, yeah. They, they took, took the plumbing. They took it all. So uh, what ended up happening was they just had to, had to fucking, like, just pack it in. Pack it up. Wrap it up. We out. They fucking, they bolted the doors rather than paying DC what the court said they owed. Matter of fact, like, the only real thing of any value that they had was this fucking character. So on the way out of the door, they said, here, DC. You fucking ruined it here. Just take this red pajama asshole. Good luck. So DC now had possession of this character that they sued another comic book publisher off over because it was too close to their beloved Superman. Fine, great. Fast forward, that's happening in the US. Over in the UK, there was a small little uh, print uh, company that also printed the Captain Marvel comics they did it in black and white they did it on a much smaller scale they had pounds on the cover instead of cents it was great uh they didn't fucking get the memo like that's that's the colony's problem we're just gonna keep on doing what we gotta do so now that they no longer had these new fucking captain marvel adventures um to fucking put out they're like eh we'll just start reprinting the old ones. Ah, fuck it, we'll do it in black and white. And they just kept that roll, uh, that ball rolling. We sure um, do like money. Well, you know, pounds, dollars, whatever the fuck you want to call it, euros, it's all great. So we get to the point now where Marvel, at the time, like when all that stuff was happening with the lawsuit between Captain Marvel and DC, Marvel was not Marvel. Marvel was timely comics. And there were no motherfuckers running around the street called Timely Man. So there was no real issue. But we were already starting to get to that point where like Marvel and DC were like, we're the two big boys. And, you know, what are you doing? What are we doing? It's like literally competition. DC, the distinguished competition, as a fucking Stan the Man used to say. Uh, and sometimes you have to take little petty swipes in competitions like that. Charlie knows better than most. So Mar now Timely Comics, now called Marvel Comics, said, wait a minute, you've got a character over there called Captain Marvel? Nah, 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 fuck that, son. Not on our watch. And they brought a lawsuit, did Marvel Comics against DC over just the name Captain Marvel. And DC being DC was like, you know what, fuck it, it's not worth it. We're just going to change his character. That's when Captain Marvel became... Shazam, officially. They just had no respect for kids. Yeah, they're like, like call yeah. them fucking power guy. Who they fucking, shit? they carry these comics into bed. They piss on them at night. It's fine. They cost like 10 cents. Who cares? So uh, now having that kind of like a open, a open door, Marvel's like, all right, now we're going to do something called Captain Marvel because who's going to stop us? And it has nothing to do with this fucking the big red uh, cheese, uh, whatever. So, so we close the door on that chapter for now. Meanwhile, back in the UK, they've still got these fucking reprints going. Like, wait, what happened? Who's not called what now? Fuck. So what they end up doing is they had transitioned what used to be Captain Marvel because now they couldn't. Now they were out of reprints that they could do. It's like, let's whip some shit out 
And these kids are so fucking stupid over here in the UK that they're not going to know the difference. We'll switch up a couple of things, and instead of Captain Marvel, we'll fucking call him, I don't know, Marvel Man. And this is the first time that we're really seeing who we just would a, recognize as Miracle Man. Just a bootleg ass. Oh, yeah, yeah. So so, uh, so now, now we have Marvel Man, who's got that slight variation in looks, but he is, for all intents and purposes... Fucking the original Captain Marvel slash Shazam. He just, he's blonde now. Like, he, his shit looks a little different. But it's the same character, Charlie. So, like, his Captain, his Black Adam was, like, fucking the, the Sparkly Dave. And, like, it was all, it was a wonderful Oh, I want to see the adventures of Sparkly Dave. Yeah. Well, he's an anti-hero. So, you be careful what you wish for. So, so now you have Marvel men over in the UK doing his thing. And, uh... They were like, nah, dude, like, what, what, are you not paying attention? Like, this is clearly a problem. So when, when the, the, the knock came on the door, they're like, oh, 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 no, no, fuck it. He's not Marvel, man. He's Miracle Man now. And this kind of, like, putted around a little bit uh, over there in the UK for a, a while. Eventually, that publisher said, you know what, we're, we're good to go. And they closed their doors. So now DC and Marvel have basically flexed on independence and each other and have really affected change to a lot of these characters that people loved people had emotional investments in and these characters now they've gone away they've had huge uh, uh visual changes name changes like they really have not respected the readers not like nowadays where it's just you know mutual respect anyways um image i'm looking at you so Fast forward a little more, jump in the fucking time machine uh, or DeLorean, whatever you have handy, <laughs> and uh, take it now to the 80s. And the 80s in comic book dumb was real, like Indiana Jones was running around, cultural appropriation be damned. He's like, this belongs in a museum. No, Indy, it probably belongs where you fucking just found it. Why do you think these naked aboriginals are chasing you down? Put it back. Love, Indy. I love you. Anyways, you love indie. You don't support indie sometimes. Yeah, look, look, I love indie. Love, love, love the sinner, not the sin. Come on, Charlie. Where's where's your Catholic school? Listen, so I case, don't need to read your fucking OK Cupid profile again. <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of dusting off going on in the '80s uh, for in comic books. Comic books had seen a resurgence. Like, give us more, give us more, give us more, give us more. Don't give us any more fucking mutants. How many mutants can we really have? So, uh, in the dusting off process, they rediscovered now Miracle Man. But Miracle Man was at this point still just the color swapped Shazam, copy, yeah. Shazam slash Captain Marvel. They're like, well, this isn't really screaming for attention, unless of course you get a fucking dark brooding uh, um i don't even know like like just like a like what like what's the opposite of a, of a glam up like like <laughs> a, 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 an emo a, down an emo down basically was had by miracle man by none other than hagrid's little brother alan fucking Moore. oh boy 
So Alan Moore gets What his, if Miracle Man was addicted to cocaine? His meaty post. You're not off. You're not too far off. So in essence, he gives Miracle Man the fucking Truman Show treatment where like all of those golden age memories that Miracle Man had like now that that was all like fake implanted bullshit. You were created and this and the other thing. And now you have this like a superhero with an existential crisis and Alan Moore is like, fuck the patriarchy. Anyways, he, you now have this like real, like a real fucking, a Watchmen-esque, you know, uh, Captain Marvel, who is a Superman ripoff to begin with. And um, in terms of like contracts, this was neither Marvel nor DC. Um... So what ends up happening is like on the handover, once Alan Moore was done with it, it went to no no less than Neil Gaiman. And in the contracting, um, it was written to the contract like, well, whoever is going to write this, if you do X, Y, Z, almost like a sports contract. We're like, well, if you hit 50 home runs, then we owe you another extra few million, something along those lines. Fucking Neil Gaiman got ownership. As opposed to the dusty ass group that were just doing ripoff jobs all over town in the first place. So now between Alan Moore and then Neil Gaiman, you had a viable property once again. And then Marvel kind of ends up swooping in and buying the character wholesale. Oh, we could ruin this. Well, the funny thing is he only really exists in this capacity because of Marvel. And Marvel only did what Marvel did because what DC fucking did to Fawcett. Like, like you know, you know how they say hurt people hurt people? <laughs> like, comic book companies, this, this, uh, it's completely uh, the same. It's a one for one. So now you have a situation where... Hurt companies, these, hurt companies. I'm making that t-shirt. Yeah, well, no, I know, I know at least four that are going to be sold. So, so now you have this character who is very viable right now. But really has no home, uh, and and one of the uh, one of the characters, one of the abusive parents, is like he's living in their basement, and they left him fucking there, and they left him there, and they left him there. Uh, it was only somewhat recently that Marvel said, you know what, we'll put up, we will reprint the non-Marvel, uh, more, uh, Gaiman arc Smart. because it's it's good fucking it's great. If anyone here. Is anyone still here after that fucking diatribe? Um, if anyone here has not read all that shit, read it. Like, you, you don't have to go all the way back to the fucking ripoff <laughs> days. Just read the more. Just read nine Gaiman copies of the run. same shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, just like do, do a recolor yourself and just read them in a row. You have the same experience they had back in the 30s and 40s. Um, but read the more game and run. It is fucking awesome. And, and what really, really threw me for a loop is Marvel, yeah, you own them. But, like, on the same token, DC fucking owns, you know, plenty of, of content that's... These, these are not characters or story arcs or what have you that are part of their fucking everyday uh, uh, storytelling arc. That's, that's, that was the situation for Marvel. Except Marvel's like, nope. You are now... Excuse me. You are now getting Miracle Man... In all his tight suit wearing, uh, blonde spit curl having, needs a sandwich looking glory within the Marvel Cinematic Universe proper. 
Now, one might say, oh, great, Marvel is going to have another Superman ripoff. And I'm going to say, good. Yeah. Good, because the best Marvel Sentry sucks. ripoffs, Sentry fucking, uh, um, uh, look, that's a whole different conversation. Marvel <laughs> has multiple uh, Superman and ripoffs is kind of, you know, uh, we'll call them analog characters just to be very charitable and, and, and stay out of court ourselves because we know these motherfuckers like to go to court. <laughs> so there's plenty of Marvel Superman analogs running and flying around. Uh, I'm hoping that Miracle Man is going to fucking make short work of them all and kind of maybe do a, a, a condensing act. But my question to you, Charlie, now that class is out, uh, is are you ready for this midterm? Because it's going to be detail specific. No, I'm just kidding. Similarly, if you, and I don't care which universe you pull from and what universe you plug into, if you could take one character or like even a small family of characters, I'll give you some latitude, and plug them in where they don't belong in essence, you don't need the fucking convoluted history. You don't need the familial connections. Like, what's one of those, uh, like, what's one of those uh, snow caps and the popcorn flavor combinations that, like, shouldn't work, but you're pretty confident would fucking work? Or even just in your diabolicalness would love to see. Because I know you got them. Yeah, you, you know, I, I do. You know, the way that we do this show is we don't have these conversations fully fledged out. We don't do we, all. we we do, yeah, it it's the in essence we're given like hints to what we should think about. And I couldn't help but land on the fact that DC and Marvel, when I think of them as as the two biggies, a lot of time the arguments made is like, where's the fucking balls like where is the dark st stuff and in our comment section you know we had it brought up alan moore's a joyless grump everything he does is so fucking dark the place i went i know several I, lost girls who might disagree <laughs> i went immediately Woo! to this place of there's there's a, a certain level of darkness and then there's a certain amount of levity and i don't know if it's just because i recently got an action figure of this character but in my comic collection, when it was a cartoon on TV, the Gargoyle comics were like my favorite things for a minute. And the fact that the Gargoyles do not live in one of these bigger universes and they're owned by Disney. I want the fucking Gargoyles in the pages of Marvel Comics. Could you imagine just adding another billionaire to that mix? Because fucking... There's all sorts of good and bad billionaires in Marvel, but none that look exactly like my brother with a ponytail. I think sure. the Gargoyles would make such an amazing... The, the content is so close to adult content already, and I don't just mean uh, the, the Desdemona, the, I always screw up her name, she but her, Desdemona, like, yes. her half shirt is not what I mean by adult content. That's I mean, the that first show time was, Charlie saw Underboob. Oh my God, and it changed my fucking life. Um, that, I think they would be a perfect fit for not only, eventually we can get to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but just in four color funnies, how great would, uh, in the real world of Marvel, the 616 universe, give me the fucking gargoyles, man. 
How rad would that fucking be? Constantine, Doctor Strange, like basically all the Dark Avengers interacting with the fucking gargoyles. I mean, I, and again, you you bring up a good point too because it really it could be DC or Marvel. Both have dark universes because you mentioned oh, sure. uh, Constantine. Um, but but for me, it would be truly it would be like. Doctor Strange trying to figure out. I also love the idea of they would instantly be like, well, they're clearly mutants or inhumans. And be like, no, bro, we used to roll with like knights and shit. Well, yeah, I think that would be I mean, so they, fucking cool. They kind of fucking look like um like a nightcrawler fucked around with uh with that little dragon. <laughs> Lockheed. I hate that I knew where you were going with that. I hate it. I hate it. Fucking uh, fucking nightcrawler is like Ugh, Lockheed, what a terrible mission. You're looking very swell tonight, though. Would um, you like some schnapps? <laughs> oh, I got a little dragon all drunk. Ah, oh, John. We're that gonna get dragon night- is old as shit, bro. We're going to get Nightcrawler Me too. Uh, Ellis, there is a lot of disrespect I take from you. Saying that Gargoyles is where Star Trek The Next Generation actors go to slum. I will drive to your house and I will fight you, sir. I will fight you. Yeah, no, he'll he'll do it. He'll definitely do it. Uh, I um, just I yeah, think it'd be, be great. Fucking, what who's, what group or or character sticks out to you that you would love to to pluck into one of the universe? And we don't have to leave out like image and stuff. Well, I mean, look, my my hard earned dollars nowadays they go to image first, um, and I'm doing a lot of uh, collected editions of stuff because. It's like the comic book equivalent of binging, of binge watching. Yeah, you, I show. can't imagine you being satiated after twenty-two pages nah. with pictures. Nah, I've nah, seen nah. how you read omnibuses. Yeah, my my tongue just sticks out and my ankles fall asleep. Yeah, whatever. It is what it is. But I have always said, literally since issue one, and I have been on this particular hellish bus since the fucking first day spawn and i and i do realize that there have been crossovers and whatnot spawn is one of those characters that could enter into either of the big twos uh and have it be like a a constant but at the same time not permanent situation like, Spawn could be that girl that you're dating pretty regularly who keeps a toothbrush at your place, but, like, has a key, but, like, you know, not doing any grocery shopping situation. So Spawn could obviously be one of those type of characters. And also, as well as, uh, one of your perennial favorites, IDW, is very, very good at just, like, fucking throwing mishmashes together and like let's look look at this uh, fucking adventure can you imagine if this happened that this and the other thing um but yeah like the the short version that i that i have for that is there are certain characters spawn savage dragon could do it like you insert savage dragon singularly i'm gonna talk about his whole giant fucking uh spread out freak show and it's a uh, again i'm not, not terminology we have to be avoiding it's the the freak force is a real fucking thing um um and and also fucking fucking uh uh, whatchamacallit um who am i thinking of savage dragon 
I just said Savage Dragon. Who's the third guy? Uh, it escapes me now. But there, there are those characters out there that would fit so seamlessly. But what's funny is, given the, uh, the exercise, and I gave it to you. This is my homework. And when I did it myself, I fucked up the same way. So the, the our answers were characters that could be inserted relatively seamlessly into those it just means we're good writers quite frankly like these would be seamless additions where nothing misses a beat yeah there's new story arcs there's you know the times they are changing for sure but like it wouldn't upend anything miracle man is gonna fucking upend shit like he is going to change stuff that's why my original analogy was completely accurate this is Miracle Man to the Marvel Universe, comic book universe, is, uh, uh, Miracle Man to Marvel is as Dr. Manhattan is to fucking DC. Like, you are just going to ruin a bunch of people's nights. It's exciting. I mean, I, I, I love, I love stuff like this just because of the potential. Because, again, I, you know, Kevin Smith brought it up so i'll bring up the old episode when talking about the new direction punishers going he kevin smith was like just wait a couple years old punisher will be back and they'll make a billion dollars on that issue one where he wears the skull again this big change for miracle man i think has every bit of potential to quote unquote forever change the marvel universe until they reset it um but until then like let's go fucking ham let them i hope they learn the lesson from how unimportant Dr. Manhattan entering the DC universe wound up being. Let's let Miracle Man fuck some shit up. That's how you get me excited about the big two again. Yeah, you know, I, I think you're completely right. And what's very funny is what we, uh, in comic book uh, fandom, have, have joked about for so long, how they're like, really for decades at this point, there are no real stakes in comic book writing. Right, especially for the big publishers, where a character dies, you're like that. That character will be back. Don't worry about it. And even more so now, that's magnifies times a ten percent, twenty percent, a hundred percent, where with them both kind of fully embracing this multiverse uh, action, both in the comics and now in the movies, you can undo anything that you don't like. You don't even have to worry about fucking. Biff Tannen starting like a fucking, you know, Atlantic City in your hometown. Like, the, even that would be more, uh, like, would be would be more after effect than the publishers are really uh, able to accept. Which is honestly when certain things are done in order to push, I'm not going to call them an agenda. Because that, for some reason, that has become, like, become a dirty word. But, like, when, when comic book dumb goes to say, to do something new, I think that's wonderful. But by having this like reset button right there like unless you guys don't like it in which case we're going to reset it right away it'll go back to the way you like it before just like kevin smith said um in nicer terms because he works with these people i think that that does take something away from it like if you want to be on a fucking trapeze high wire that's awesome and i'm very very impressed always but if you take the safety net away Oh, now we're talking about some Dick Grayson shit, bro. We're going to get a tiny superhero out of this deal. 
Damn straight. Leave the super out for savings. Tiny little short shorts, half a cape, underoos. It's on. I love it. For my dear brother, uh, welcome to 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, the best thing you can do for us is leave a like, a comment. You can follow us across any of our social medias. You can watch us on Facebook. You can watch us on YouTube. You can listen to us on iTunes. Whatever it takes to get our content into your face, but by sharing, your by butt. telling a friend, by forcing someone, by taking over a small business uh, through corporate greed and espionage and playing us on a loop all day to further indoctrinate your employees, they'll be more effective. And also, we'll get more viewings and we'll be able to charge our lovely sponsors even more. But my dear brother, all of that aside, for the first time in 2022, why don't you tell the beautiful people how we end each and every episode of Just U.S. Record, Comics Cast. I like to call it 2020 also, but it does mean the same thing. Either way, you got to do it the same damn way at the same damn time. Turn the power on. Turn the volume up. You got to tune Bad Mary and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Save Miss Space Girl. We out.